This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. News, laws, and regulations are changing by the day. We get it. And at ADP, we're here to help guide you with up-to-the-minute compliance expertise so you can pay your people accurately and on time, regardless of what each new day may bring. Learn more at ADP.com. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris at 708-478-6090. Mariska's and Crest Hill, family-owned and operated since 1933. And Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe with locations in Burbank and Darien. Visit chuckscafe.com. Let's drop the puck. Welcome to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show with 670 The Score's Jay Zawoski and NBC Chicago's James Navo. Welcome into the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show. My name is Jay Zawoski with you here tonight solo. James and I had planned on doing a full-length uh, hour-long podcast, but Skype issues are preventing us from connecting so we're going to do this one tonight here on Sunday night, and we'll give you a full episode on Monday. So tonight's game, obviously, Blackhawks lose 7-6 in overtime. Their their record falls to 2-0-1 in the first three games. And while that loss sucked, and uh, it's disappointing, and it's uh, heartbreaking. I won't go that far. It's not heartbreaking. But while you would have liked to get two points out of that game, I don't think Hawks fans can be anything but encouraged at this point. Um, the win over Ottawa, not very satisfying, knowing how, um, I don't know, how Ottawa is one of the worst teams in the league. Win against St. Louis, felt a little better. A rival on the road, a team with some expectations. Okay, now we can start to think some things about the Blackhawks, right? Then Toronto, the big test, the legitimate eastern conference uh contender one of the teams that's favorite for the stanley cup this year at the addition of john Tavares, who scored a hat trick for them tonight by the way uh and the hawks held their own and for, for the i think at even strength uh the eye test and the numbers test tells you that the hawks had the edge in play the difference for tonight was toronto's ability to convert on the power play and the hawk blackhawks inability to do that and, um, you know, Garrett Sparks versus Cam Ward. Cam Ward, now through three games, has allowed 15 goals. Um, <laughs> now, the league as a whole has been more high scoring this year early on. Obviously, we're still in the first week of the season, but there's been some really high scoring games. And we've seen Cam Ward make some incredible acrobatic saves he has no business making. Um, I wonder how much of the blame goes to cam ward yeah the numbers don't look good they don't look good um that winner was one you'd like him to stop um there were a couple other ones in the game tonight that you would have liked to see him stop i don't think there are any like egregious horrible goals he's given up but you can't give up seven goals you just can't do it um 
I don't know. The good news, I guess if we're going to look at the silver lining here, is that the Blackhawks' offense looks legit. It looks like it can hang with some of the higher-scoring teams in the league. Um, Jonathan Taves, absolutely on fire. Patrick Kane, nearly as hot, just not quite as much. Uh, you see Alex DeBrinkett, Nick Schmaltz, who I, I think Schmaltz and Saad are two guys who have had some really great chances and have had a really positive impact but just haven't found the back of the net with regularity yet. Um, Saad especially, I think, early on tonight was really a factor in front of the net. Had a couple close-in chances that Garrett Sparks was able to stop. Um, but, you know, Hawks lose. Hopefully Saad gets off this schneid. This is kind of what was happening with him last year, was he was getting these chances and just not converting. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not going to worry about him after three games. The, the, what you want to see from Saad, you're seeing. He's there. He's in front of the net. He's active. He's playing physical. He's uh, using his size and strength to get to where he needs to be. And more often than not, those chances, well, not more often than not, but they will start to convert at some point. Um, a couple items I want to get to here, aside from the obvious stuff. Um, Henry Yokoharu, through three games, has five assists. Tonight, he led the Blackhawks in overall Corsi. He was over 70% at even strength over 70 percent against one of the better teams in the nhl in the toronto maple leafs 72.7 percent corsi four percentage tonight for henry okaharu a lot of the hawks over 60 percent david camp chris kunitz artem anisimov duncan keith all over 60 percent uh the hawks had the edge in the uh possession game all game at even strength so when you see them capable of hanging with an elite team you've got to feel positive about it um but yokoharu has been really really great and there's one play that happened this weekend that i wanted to point out saturday's game against st louis vladimir tarasenko gets the puck looks like he's gonna be uh at least in a partial breakaway uh, and Yokoharu is the, the lone defenseman anywhere near him, cuts off Tarasenko's route, shuts him down, doesn't allow a scoring chance to occur. Those are the sort of things that you don't expect to see from a young defenseman, especially a 19, 20-year-old defenseman like Henry Yokoharu. He has played since this preseason began, really, um, with a wisdom beyond his years. The kid knows the game. He knows how to play, and very quietly – Aside from his defensive work, I've mentioned he's got five assists in his first three NHL games, playing with Duncan Keith on a top pairing and looking like the Blackhawks' second best defenseman right now, and that is saying something. Look, when, before this preseason got underway, I think we all had the feeling of okay, you know, Yokoharu's got a shot. Some injuries here are probably going to give him an opportunity early on. But there's going to be some growing pains. There have not been growing pains for Henry Yokoharu. That's probably, besides Duncan Keith, he's the guy on the ice that I maybe trust the most at this point. And that brings me to Brandon Manning, who scored the Blackhawks' fourth goal tonight uh, against the Maple Leafs. You heard Eddie Olchek singing his praises, saying it was his best game as a Blackhawk. I agree with that. I will also say that's not a very high uh, bar to clear. I think Manning's been pretty bad uh, throughout his first three games as a Hawk. I don't see him as a full-time NHL defenseman. I just don't. And again, better tonight. 
I'll admit that he was better tonight than he had been over the first few games. But, um, you know, he's 45% Corsi, Corsi rating. If you don't know, by the way, Corsi rating is a percentage of shots attempted versus shots allowed when you're on the ice. So if the Corsi percentage is 45%, that means that if there were 100 shots taken between the two teams, it would be 55 for the Leafs and 45 for the Hawks. So he's when he's on the ice, there's more attempts from the visitor than the home team, if you don't know what Corsi means. Um, there it is. Now you know. Um, so he was towards the bottom. Manning at 45%. Ruda, 43%. Seabrook, 35%. Not great. Marcus Kruger, 33%. Of course, these guys are drawing the hardest matchups um, defensively, so that's a factor. John Hayden, 29%. And Luke Johnson, 29%. Barely noticed Luke Johnson on the ice tonight. I just, I don't know. Nice preseason, <laughs> you know, but that, that's one of those guys I wrote about it for 670thescore.com. Is Luke Johnson a guy that's actually going to be a everyday NHL player that the Hawks can count on to grow and, and get better? Or is he like your next iteration of like, okay, like borderline, uh, you know, AHL, NHL guy who had a good preseason simply because he didn't play horribly. So he wins this job. I just don't see what he really brings to the table, Luke Johnson. But these are small problems right now. Your last defenseman and your last forward uh, if those are the things we're talking about after three games, that's a good thing. What we should be talking about, what I'm going to talk about in tomorrow's full-length podcast is how great Jonathan Taves has been and how fast and healthy Jonathan Taves looks again. Uh, that's a dude who I was so glad to see him score early on in the year just to sort of get that monkey off his back a little bit to get those doubts that maybe were creeping in about his game into his head. And I think you guys have probably seen by now if you watch the Hawks games that one-minute commercial, that Believe in One Goal ad is super effective where they admit, look, we weren't good last year. And I, I, I'm trying to – I don't remember the voice it was. It was either Keith or Kane says, what do you say when you miss the playoffs for the first time in 10 years? Nothing. You do everything you can to get back there. So far, we are seeing uh, the Hawks playing with desire, the Hawks playing with hunger, and it's a very good thing. And um, you can tell – the work that Jonathan Taze put in, I think Brent Seabrook is noticeably thinner, looks a step quicker. He's probably still a two steps too slow, but one step is better, right? He's he's upgraded himself himself a little bit. Um, I don't know. It's it's a lot more interesting than I thought, and I'm finding myself. And I wonder if you guys feel the same. Hit us up at MadhousePod at gmail.com or on Twitter at MadhousePod. Are you finding yourself more into these games than you expected? Because I was sort of just looking at this year like, all right, let's just get through it. It's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a transition year. And this solid start for the team has me excited to watch Hawks hockey again. Aside from just like, I like hockey and the Hawks are on, right? Or it's a Stanley Cup year, so this team's good. So let's really dig in and watch. Last year, it became a chore after Christmas. It was just, ugh, it was rough to take in a Hawks game. And I'm sure you guys felt the same way. Now I find myself... You know, I, I, I missed last night's game live, so I watched it this morning, and so I watched two full hockey games today, and I was on the edge of my seat for both of them. Really exciting. I'm glad to see that they're competitive. I was not sure how to feel, and when I wrote my season preview for the score, I said, okay, if these things happen, 
maybe we can talk about them competing. And one of those things was the uh, reemergence of their star players. And so far, so good there. Another one was that Yokoharu has to prove to be a top four NHL defenseman. And he right now, he's one of those. So, I don't know. I think more positive than negative for sure. There are some concerns. Um, Cam Ward's play really makes me long for Corey Crawford to come back. I think it might be time to give Anton Forsberg a look. I was surprised to see Cam Ward get back-to-back starts. Um but again, I'm not I'm not blaming him for the loss. I just think when you look back at the numbers, um, 15 goals in three games is not good. I don't care how you slice it. I don't care how difficult the stops were that he was forced to make. 15 goals in three games is pretty, pretty bad. Entering tonight's game with 3.41 goals against with an 8.73 save percentage. That's... That's bad, and it's it was only worse tonight. So that's going to do it for this podcast. By the way, started today a $1 FanDuel uh, contest. I had 10 spots open, filled up very quickly. Look for us to be doing more of that as the season goes on. Uh, if you've never done FanDuel before or any sort of daily fantasy, it's a real easy way to get into it. It's $1 per game, winner takes all. You're only playing against people that listen to the podcast. So you're not entering some pool of 500 or 1,000 or whatever uh, people that with you know 20 entries that are professionals and their job it is to win these things. No, it's just 10 or 15 or 20 Madhouse podcast listeners. You play for one day's worth of games. You pick your teams. You have a certain budget to work with. Every player is worth a certain amount. We'll play for a dollar. Some games will be two. Some games will be five. We'll just figure it out as we go along. But it's a real easy way to jump in and play along, and it adds a little bit of fun to the season. So keep your eye on our Twitter account, at MadhousePod. And when we do introduce a FanDuel contest, mostly they'll be once a week uh, on the busy days where the Hawks play because you want the you know a big schedule, a lot of games to choose from. That was not the case tonight, but I wanted to kick it off uh, sort of uh, soft launch today. So look out on, this, on the Madhouse Podcast Twitter account for links to our uh we'll do it at least once a week maybe more uh but for now let's just say once a week look for those fan duel contests a lot of fun and again a great introduction to uh daily fantasy so anyway so the plan is tomorrow uh monday we will do a full length podcast reacting to the first three games uh sorry we couldn't get that done tonight technical difficulties we'll get those worked out and get back with you guys for a full length one tomorrow in the meantime send your emails madhouse pod at gmail.com we'll do our best to get the most of those entered remember you can always support us patreon.com slash madhouse pod uh as we move on here we're going to start kind of a drive for the patreon it's dried up a little bit i know we had some uh some issues with our uh gift system we had some shipping situations uh we are going to totally revamp how we do our patreon um but look if everyone that listens to this podcast uh pledges a dollar a month to James and I uh, to, you know, make this a little worth our while. We're just doing it kind of as a labor of love at this point. Um, we do have some advertisers, but, you know, um, every little bit helps. So if, if everyone listening pledged a dollar, uh, James and I would be more than appreciative of that. So hit up patreon.com slash madhousepod. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash madhousepod. Pledge a dollar, pledge two dollars, pledge five dollars. I pledge five dollars to... A number of podcasts including Wrigleyville Nation those are the guys that got us started 
Uh, I do last podcast on the left, which is one of my favorite podcasts in the world. And uh, one of my favorite artists, Mike Doty, who is the former singer of the band Soul Coughing. His Patreon is great because if you donate to his Patreon every day, he releases a new song, which is unbelievable. Uh, And there's a special link to that podcast where you get all those new songs every day. So James and I are going to meet, going to come up with a way to uh, ramp up our Patreon, change it up a little bit. Uh, But in the meantime, we would really appreciate your support. Again, even if it's a dollar a month, uh, if enough people do it, it really goes a long way. Patreon.com slash MadhousePod. Okay, enough. Shane was begging for money. (laughs) James and I will be back tomorrow with a full-length podcast. But in the meantime, thanks for listening. We have been brought to you by Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris, 708-478-6090. Marishka's in Crest Hill, family-owned and operated since 1933. And Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe with locations in Burbank and Darien. Visit chuckscafe.com. We will talk to you tomorrow on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. What do you want to da da da? I don't know. What do y'all think we should da da da? Well, what did we da yesterday? Hmm, yesterday. All the dolls feel like the same doll these dolls. I know. Like, is today Monday or Tuesday? Today is Thursday. Oh no, I forgot to call my mom on her birthday. Oh no! No! These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. That won't change. Not today or any day. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. With Metro by T-Mobile, your hard-earned money goes further. This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just 25 bucks a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Excludes sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See MetroByTMobile.com.